Come on, son, 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 son. <laughs> Grab the yams on the track. Sign the podcast, and we at it again. Ed Lover and Dan Tanner Smalls. What up, Dan? What up, Eddie Matt? How you doing, sir? I'm balanced. How are you? I'm very balanced, too, man. Another week. This week, you and I are not going to delve into uh, another episode of The Greatest Storytellers, but I'm going to tell you one thing about that episode. What's that? Somebody hit me and said that we said Lost Boys, but we didn't play Lost Boys. Okay. We owe you a video. We owe you a video. We owe you some <laughs> we audio, We did ask too. him to play Rene, though. I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but he hit me. He okay. said that we asked for it, and we didn't play it. But I want to skip it this week and then come back to it because there's so many things that's happening this week that's on the top of my mind. Yes, sir. That I feel like I want to share with the audience. Yes, sir. Now, I have said this many times, and you know because you be around me, and you and I have had this discussion that we're living in a social media world. Correct. Understand it. But why is everybody airing their dirty laundry on social media? Family shit, in my old ass opinion, y'all call me an old man all you want. Family shit should remain in the family and not on social media. This shit that happened the other day on Father's Day with Russell Simmons and his daughter and Kamara should never have been on social media, in my opinion. No, I, I completely agree. But the question is, who started and why did they go there? Even if it's Russ or Kimura, they both grown and they know they got kids involved. Why would one of them go there to start it? And the other one rebuttaled uh, at some point, I'm assuming. Aoki was on her live. Okay. And she was going in on her father. Russell mm. tapped in. And then Russell got mad and he started yelling. And then he started writing later on, I love you, I love you, I'm sorry. I love you, I'm sorry, I lost my head. Then she muted him so you couldn't hear what Russell was saying. But people were trying to break down what Russell said because a couple of times he was like, I'm broke, I'm broke. Because it was something, a lot of it had to do with money. Mm. Which is always, as a parent, why your kids get mad at you. Because, you know, we in a generation that... um try to do more than our parents do. And I think some of us who were successful create these narratives or create these kids that have this entitlement to. So when they don't get, then they start to throw these tantrums, but they still shouldn't throw it out on social media. It's just staying. But there's got to be somebody in the family that says, yo, that's not the place. Agreed. I have watched so many celebrities go through this. I watched Teddy Riley go through this. Mm-hmm. I watched Floyd Mayweather Jr. go through this. Mm-hmm. I have watched Brian McKnight recently go through this. Mm-hmm. I have watched now Russell Simmons go through this. Right. I have watched this many times. Who are you talking to on social media? You don't know those people. Those people don't know you. Give you another example of that. This Mariah Mills and Zion Williamson thing. If you were so happy with Zion Williamson, why are you blowing him up now? Yeah, listen, they think that if they start to talk or put it out, it'll curb you and you ha- you, you might fall into whatever they want you to or cre- they can create the narrative of what they want it to be. But you know what? I think this is a job. This is a, a job opening. We as a community need a fixer. Mm-hmm. We need a fixer. I know the other communities have them, but we need a fixer. We need somebody that can come in and tell people, yo, when you're doing some, some, something that's wrong and it's crazy and it's nuts and help them pull it back and maybe dial some of it back. But we definitely don't need to air our dirty laundry out as, you know, as anybody. But we definitely need some fixers that can come in and that some people are going to trust and be like, yo, When it comes to this Mariah Mills and Zion Williamson thing, and then I'll get back to the Russell Simmons thing and his family. When it comes to the Zion Williamson, Mariah Mills thing, what it seems to be to me, the bottom line is he's having a child. Mm -hmm. And the child he having is not with her. Mm -hmm. So she seems to be afraid that the money is going to get cut off. 
Because when I'm looking at this and hearing everything she's saying, she keeps alluding to the fact that you was giving me this money every month. You was taking care of me. I was. You told me to quit porn. I was going to quit porn. I was going to culinary school. You haven't even said anything about the money that you was giving me. You haven't said anything about the money you was giving me. Uh, the money you was giving me. The money you was giving me. The money you was giving me. Uh, Not about how much she cared about Zion. Not that I was Zion's girl. Zion led me on. Zion hurt my feelings, so I'm striking back the only way I know how mm -hmm. by going to social media to tell y'all how much of a creep Zion Williamson is. It's about money. It's a money grab. Oh, oh, but the whole thing was a money grab. So it was probably based on that from the door. So therefore, she's only acting in the form of where she was put from the get-go. She probably never thought she was his girlfriend. She knew that, yo, he was... He was 19 or 20 years old. Right. He was worth $250 million. Right. And he liked her. And he liked banging her back out. So, therefore, they came up with a they came up with an arrangement. Even they, exchange ain't no robbery. Right. They came if up with that, a, So Okay, so if, the, if I ended it, what are you mad about? So, and, and, and not in her defense, but there's ways to handle it. Have a conversation. Like, you know what? I did all this for you. I moved. If you're gonna move on, just let me move me back to where I was at, and let me go back to my world. Right. But also, whatever he was giving her, she probably should have something in the savings. Because <laughs> I, I know most mothers usually tell their daughters, like, "Yo, if don't you got a man, take your spend it all, put something to the side, so just in case, right? The just in case fund, right? Keep some money to the side." And based on the numbers she was screaming, he was giving her like twenty grand a month or something, or some wild number. Plus paying for her condo. So you should be having that in the stash by now. You definitely should have had some money. In the stash. You should have had some money. Yeah. And when did he say, because he hasn't said anything publicly, when did he say that because he was having this baby, he wasn't messing with you no right. more? You know? Why are you jumping out the window? Right. You could be stabbing yourself right now. He could have said, you know what, I'm going to have this baby I'm going to do this, but I'm still, right. still going to fuck with Mariah because I'm feeling her like that and I got the bread. It ain't no big thing. It ain't tricking if he, he got it. He didn't say he was getting married. He said he was having a baby. He didn't say he was getting married. He said so, he was having a baby. baby. So you got to respect that baby and that and, and, and his future baby mother. And y'all work out your agreement. And you, you still could have been on the side. But my point is with that, just like the thing with Russell and his family, why are we in this brain set, that, in this mindset, excuse me, that we have to take everything to social media? Why does everything have to be on social media? Everything plays on social media nowadays. Why? New world. We open Pandora's box and everybody's jumping right out. It, would you want that? I oh, mean, I, you're, you're a father. Would you want that? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, I'm on social media because I'm in the industry. If I wasn't in this business, I wouldn't have, so, I, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't have social media either. If, I, if, wasn't I, if I wasn't in this, matter of fact, when I went to go work for um, Martell, it was a, it was, it was that we had to have it, and that's why I wind up. But if it wasn't for that, nah, I, I nah, I've always been behind the scenes. Like, yeah. even doing this, I'm only doing this because you, my man, and this is what we doing, and it's fun and it's cool. But I've always been behind the scenes. I don't want nothing out there. I'm always under the radar. As a parent. I think that what happens between my children and I, and I go through episodes also, as any parent does. I'm not perfect, and I know that I sometimes do things that my children don't approve of, but I don't think that my children should put our business, our family business, on social media. No, they definitely, because once it's there, they can't take it back. Right, and they're doing it to, to a certain degree to try to make you look a certain way, right? Yeah, they're trying to, to try to make you look like a creep, to try to make you look like a bad parent, and... It seems that it only happens to fathers. It seems that way to me. I don't know about mothers, but it seems that it always happens to fathers. Oh, yeah. Because you know we're always a piece of shit, no matter how much we do. You know what I heard Chris Rock say? And I, the, the older I get and the longer I live, and for all you young dads out there, you might be able to appreciate this. He said that the only two people in the world that gets unconditional love are mothers and pets. He says, fathers are loved for what we can do for you. What we can provide. And what we can provide. Yep. And when we can't provide it, or have you to the age where we feel like you should be providing it for yourself, then all of a sudden, daddy's a piece of shit. Yep. And I, and I don't get that. And I don't, I don't think that that kind of thing should have been aired on social media. Absolutely. You Absolutely. know, Russell has had enough problems in his life. 
and especially his adult life with all the sexual assault allegations going on against him. Russell has allegations of rape against him. I don't know. I wasn't there. I can't speak on it, and I can't say that the women are lying. But And I won't say that the women are lying. That's not my place. I would never do that because that's a very serious situation. situation. But you're airing your dirty laundry on social media about a man that's an icon. But even though he even though she was airing it, he shouldn't have jumped on the live. He should have called on the side. Yeah. He he and he added on and maybe he got caught up in his emotions and he's probably frustrated too. But he shouldn't have, he should have been the bigger person and the father and be like, "Hey, you know, can I can, can we jump can we call me real quick? Can mm-hmm. we talk about this real quick?" And then maybe they could have handled it yeah. that way. And if she said no, then you kind of just got to chill until she get off of it and then go back at it. But the you fact jumping that he, on that live added, added it. Added it, it more added fuel it. to the fire. Absolutely. Talk to each other and learn how to love each other instead of putting all your, your business on social media. And just in general, everybody don't need to know everything. You know what makes me, it drives me crazy if people get on Facebook they go in to have a, a procedure on a ingrown toenail, and all of a sudden, it's all my prayer warriors pray for me. Like, come on with that, y'all. <laughs> Everything don't have to be on social media. It just doesn't have to be. And I, I think... Or when you put your whole life on social media, oh, man. and then when I... something goes wrong, you want to pull back and say, my family will respect, we will appreciate the privacy at this time, no, you don't get no privacy, right? Because right. you don't put everything out there. You know, you know, you know the people that put their their day to day, like you know, oh, I woke up this morning, I had coffee. Yeah, I went to Starbucks, and then I then I did this, and then I you, and then you have two followers. Why? Exactly. <laughs> Why? Or your love affair, your whole entire <laughs> love affair, right, is on social media, and then when you break up with the dude, or you break up with the chick, or you did the chick wrong, like that influencer guy. Who was there <laughs> and they caught him. Remember, they caught him in Miami with a different chick? Yeah. Now, him and his wife are getting a divorce and now he's asking for privacy. Ah, you don't no. get that. You can't have it both ways. No, fuck you. You, you don't can't know. have it both no, ways. Fuck you. Or the, ah. or the dude that was supposed to be know so much about relationships that ended up marrying an old girl that used to be a Destiny's child and that shit didn't even work for six months. Listen. Stop listening to these motherfuckers that don't know shit. They just are good orators and they know how to word shit. That's and it. y'all fall into the trap of this and then when they shit don't work out, they want privacy. You can kiss my entire skinny black 60-year-old ass. <laughs> You ain't getting no <laughs> privacy from me, Paul, because you're the one that used social media to become the influencer that you are, and then when things go wrong, you want privacy. Nah, no, mm-mm. Nah. No. Now, did you see this four-part series? We're off of that. The hoax, because today or tomorrow, well, we don't know when people are going to see this, but Jesse Smollett just celebrated another birthday. Okay. They have a four-part thing called The Hoax. Did you see it? No. And I oh, know, my God. And I know it's not. It's, it's about Jesse. Yeah, it's revisiting the hoax. Wow. And they have the Osandrio brothers, the two African, Omar uh, and Bola. Okay. They're sitting there and they're talking about it. I saw it. I, I, I didn't see the, the show, but I seen when it was advertised on the news or something, they were talking about how they was telling, they was they were finally telling the whole story on how yes. the whole thing. Okay, yeah. The whole entire story. Yeah. Am I the only person? Because when this story broke, you know I was working in daily mornings in Chicago. Right. On 104.3 Jams. I'm still in Chicago at 104.3 Jams at night. But I was doing morning. This is before COVID. I was in the studio every day. Due to technology now, you can still do it. I could be live, but I don't have to sit in the studio to do it. I think I am one of the only people that said, from the gate, <laughs> he's lying. From day one when the story broke, I remember my co-host Jim BT saying, Ed, don't say that. I said, Jesse's a liar on camera, on radio, on air, not on camera, but on air, off camera, off air. I said, Jesse's a fucking liar. <laughs> I know why you say that, but tell me why you say he's a liar. He's, I say he's a liar because of what time it was. Okay. How cold it was that night. That's right. And where it happened. Right. Streeterville. Right. Lower Wacker. Mm-hmm. Has anybody ever been to Lower Wacker? I don't think anybody that's watching this has been to Chicago on Lower Wacker. Just in case, describe it. Tell them what, tell them. Wacker is two. 
There's an upper Wacker, which is the main part right. of Chicago. Underneath that is lower Wacker. You could drive through there. If you don't know where you're going, a lot of times your GPS won't even work. Right. Won't even work on lower Wacker because you cannot get a signal. Right. Who? There is no subway on lower Wacker. The subway is on upper Wacker. So why would you be on lower Wacker at that time of night and that weather? It was a polar vortex. When I left New York to go back to Chicago, I was in the airport. It said Chicago today is colder than Antarctica. Why would you be out that time of night trying to go to Subway? And then they filmed you coming back into your complex or where you lived at with the sandwich <laughs> and a noose around your neck. But you fought. Remember he said he punched me and I punched him back. How do you still have the sandwich? I always said what happened to the sandwich. So this is something that people need to see because right. they need to understand how much a bullshit and how much they go. My wife again, always call me when I'm doing something, how much of a falsehood and what this did and how he single handedly ruined empire empire. Cause I, I, yeah, I was looking to the ending. I was looking for the, after watching it for five seasons or whatever it was, I was looking for the end, whether I was going to be happy or not. I was like, let me see how they're going to finish this off. And he just killed all He expediated of it. it. Yeah, he killed Because it. their ratings certainly started slipping. Oh. And, it start, and when you watch this thing, um, I don't mean to sound like a, a commercial for it, but it's really good. When you watch it, you'll see producers on there, a guy that was a production in charge of, like, a lot of, God, Lee, babe, okay. A guy that was in charge of doing the research on it to see what the people were liking and what they weren't liking tell you about how a lot of people were sick of Jesse's character before that and how the ratings were slipping slowly and steadily. Yeah, they, they, they went a little too far, kind of, and I get it. Everybody should be who they are and do whatever, but I think sometimes on TV they just go too far and we don't need to see so much. Like With the gay they, agenda? Yes. That's exactly what he said. Yeah, that's that's just, exactly yeah. what he said. He I, said, you know. we need to change the storyline around Jesse because they were getting letters that said from other gay people like it's going that to. were actually saying, I'm gay and I'm tired of looking at this dude in bed with another man every other episode. Yeah. They, and people were getting really, really sick of it. And the ratings were slipping and he just totally... He totally destroyed a really good show. I mean, because in the beginning, it was, a, you know, a, not a family show, but it was something that you could watch with your mom, dad, or whatever. You could have watched. And even though the rapping and the singing was a little much sometimes, but. Too much. You know, it got, it when a, it got popular, it they started overdoing it. You <laughs> know what it's like. When <laughs> Lucius made an album from jail. It was, you know, but it's TV. So, but yes, it's kind of like with our, HBO and Oz. They went too far. Right. Sometimes they go too far. They go too far. That's all. Like, you know, we want to be entertained, but we don't want to be bombarded with certain shit. We don't want our ass beat in the head with it. It's okay if it's there. Don't get us wrong. Right. We're not saying anything is wrong with it. But sometimes you can overdo it, and Empire definitely overdid it, and that was one of the reasons why the, the ratings started slipping. And then when he came with this hoax, which anybody that had any kind of sense knew wasn't true, Listen, I'm not mad at Lee Daniels from backing him, but I don't think that anybody and Taraji backed him. Yeah. I don't think and I don't think anybody really looked at the big picture. I mean, they wanted to support. I mean, five seasons they became family and friends. You wanted to believe that he wasn't going. They all wanted to believe. It. They wanted to believe he wasn't that stupid. Unfortunately, he was. Absolutely. So if y'all get a chance to check out Hoax, check it out now. This YK Osiris guy. I am not up on every single hip-hop artist that's out right now, so I never heard of YK Osiris before then. He signed a Def Jam. Well, he he was on Def Jam. Okay. That's where his big hit came. And, um, Which was what? Because uh, I'm not that familiar. Excuse me, y'all. It's just too many artists. Right. So I listen to who I listen to. I don't listen to every one of them. And I don't think there's a kid in America right now that can keep up with every last yeah, hip-hop We had that conversation. It's just yeah, too many. It's too many. I forget the record, but... Yeah, he's he was signed to Def Jam for a while, and um, this whole thing going on with with, with old girl Sugiana. Sugiana, what's wrong with him? I get it. I get. I get. I get her. I right. get her argument. I get her pain. And this one, one hundred percent. No, it's right. Like we did not go up to Little Kim and try to slob Little Kim down, right. and Little Kim was talking about how she could fit a Sprite can in her mouth. 
<laughs> and we still understood, right? That that's hip-hop, that's yeah. Kim. Yeah. You respect Kim. You respect Foxy. You respect the women that was doing it because it was hip-hop. Since when did because she talks a certain way on record means that you could just go up and grab all over her and touch her and, and kiss all over her? Right. Dead ass wrong, fam. Unless you was in a relationship with her or you had a... A, a, a thing going on, you had an understanding that was on y'all were on both page. Then other than that, you have no rights. Right, unless y'all say, "Hey, let's do this for a publicity stunt," which if you agree with that, you're a damn fool anyway, because it's gonna make you look like the asshole. Right, not her. She's gonna look absolutely wonderful. Right, but you're gonna look like the dickhead in this in this whole piece. You have no right to put your hands on that young lady and do anything. And I heard somebody said, and I'm not quite sure who it was, because if it was. If I did know who said it, I would give them the credit for what they said. But I just saw it and I can't remember who it was. But I'm going to tell you whoever said it was dead ass wrong. They said, oh, it was my son. And you know I love my son. Mm-hmm. My son said, little Duval and whoever that was over there on the other side sitting there are cowards because they didn't do anything. I don't think they really knew what was going on. Like, when you catch somebody by surprise like that, they don't know what's going on between them two. Well, first of all, I don't think look. No, Little Duval didn't even recognize who he was at first. Yes, absolutely. I, I think he, because they were so focused on whatever that they were doing. So they were kind of, I felt like they were kind of like. And it was like, Duval was like, like, like yo, what is like, going yeah, on? Like, yeah, like, like, what you, yeah, he didn't know to jump up and protect her. Get your hands off of her, I'm macho man. He didn't, yeah, right. he didn't know that, you and know? He, right, he didn't, I don't think he knew if they had a, a relationship or situation or anything. So, you know, sometimes you got to kind of, you know. Right. Right, not to cause some kind of amazing chaotic moment within that moment. You just kind of, you know, you know, you get we get to the point right now in this game. The best bet sometimes just mind your business. <laughs> I mean, it really is. But it's hard to though, because I mean, when you're sitting there watching that kind of situation and you don't know what's going on between those two people. Yeah, maybe. Or yeah. or 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 in that situation, you hope the security. Is doing their job because if, right. secu- if you're paying for security, then that was their job, right? And she went on to say that you know she was afraid and she felt violated, and I could I could totally understand that. She deleted her social media. She didn't want to say anything. He made a formal public apology, but you know, it's up to her to whether or not she wants to accept that apology. But you already got people out there from cancer culture that want to totally cancel this dude. You know, the cancel culture is real. I'm not saying that it's always right, but all right. Let's leave. Let's let, let let's let, leave it let, there. Let's let them. You, you decide know, what y'all want to do. Right. Hopefully they will get it right. Let's leave it there. I have uh, some sports stuff to talk with you about real quick. Yeah. John Moran's 25 games. Too much or not enough? I think 25 is fair. You think 25 is fair? I, I expected more. I I did too. I thought it was gonna be definitely a half a season. Me too. I thought definitely. But 25, you know, only because he didn't really do nothing illegal. He just basically, the moral cause is what he violated, but he didn't do nothing illegally. But, you know, so 25 games, what they said is why don't hit him about, about, about 15 million or something? What was the number? Mm-hmm. No, some number, like, a some, huge number. So More I mean, than I'm going to make this year. Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully – we don't got to revisit this again. I hope, I hope this was the pat- – I hope and pray we don't have to revisit this again. Once again, he needs a fixer, too. We need – Back to having a fixer. <laughs> having a fixer. Need, you need some mans in them. Yeah. You need somebody going to be like – You got the right mans in them. That's your problem. To pull you to the side and say, bruh, what you doing? But they have to listen also. Absolutely. They have to listen. We have seen too many of our stars in the African-American community get in trouble – because A, either you're not listening, or B, you don't have the right circle around them, or D, or C, you don't have a fixer. You need to have a fixer. When you're worth that much money. You need a fixer. You need a fixer. You need somebody that can clean it up. You need the right PR people that can clean it up. Because what Ja uh, got suspended for is contra- conduct detrimental to the league. Yes. And that's in every single one of their clauses. Yep. You cannot do nothing 
detrimental to the league. Now, um, nowadays, it's almost in everybody's con- it's almost yeah. it's almost standard practice because yeah. the person who does something crazy in the street and run around and works for Walmart, if they find out who you are and you wilding, they can fire you too. So All those Karens, did you see lately that Karen that said that the guy was making too much noise in the house? And walked in his and house? walked in his house. No, she should get arrested. She, she, she needs to get arrested. Yeah, and it got her on videotape. I guarantee you she's going to lose her job. Right, they need to because some, pe- some people have got beside themselves and thinking that they they, they they can do or say whatever they want and there's no repercussions. Right. Nah. And because of social media, you can get everything aired out. So mm-hmm. it, it can work in some people's favor if used the right way and it can completely work against you. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a classic example of how it works against you. The guy that's in jail now, one of the guys that's in jail now for the Armand Arbery killing is the guy that videotaped it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah one yeah, of the yeah, three yeah, white yeah. boys, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was videotaping it. But you know what's crazy about that? I'm going to go to something else. That guy's in jail, right? Right. What about the people that was on the subway when the, uh, when the Marine killed the guy? And Who, nobody did anything. And they all was taping it. Yeah. Why is that not the same? Right back to us with social media. Right. Because Why? they didn't participate. But they got him for participating. But I'm saying, what's, why is his participation if he just taped it? No, he didn't just tape it. He chased them down with the truck and, and cornered them in and all of that other stuff. And then he took recording. And then he started recording. Okay. And he had a weapon on him, too. Okay. Pointed at Ahmaud Arbery. So that's what they got him for. But, but you're right. Where is the compassion in this world right now? Where is the compassion? It looks like we got to take a quick break, Dan. Yes, sir. And we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with more of Killer Inside the podcast right after this. Yes, yes, y'all. We live and breathe real. Whether you're searching for the latest sneaker, that iconic handbag, a timeless watch, or your next piece of classic jewelry, eBay authenticators are there verifying every detail of your purchase. Yep, we're talking each inch, stitch, tick, facet, and clasp that makes the piece you're searching for worthy of your collection eBay's authenticators are experts in their craft, true connoisseurs, and as leaders in their fields, they're making sure your items always arrive as authentic as your style. So go ahead, get that piece you've always wanted, and leave it up to the meticulous eyes of an eBay authenticator to make sure that watch moving is original, that glimmer is real gold, that rare sneaker is legit, or that handbag is really made of genuine leather, and never get faked over again. In a world full of fakes, it's time to get real with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. When you were a kid, nothing was better than getting invited to a birthday party at Mickey D's. And this June is Grimace's birthday. Happy birthday, Grimace. McDonald's is celebrating by giving Grimace his very own shake. Order Grimace's birthday meal and you get his birthday shake. The Grimace Birthday Meal is your choice of a Big Mac or 10-piece McNuggets and fries. Don't be late to the party. This deal is for a limited time at participating McDonald's. This episode of Kibbutz Said, the podcast, is brought to you by Mickey D's. Listen, the realest conversations always happen in the Mickey D's booth. From trending topics on social media to group chat drama to reality show chaos Mickey D's brings out the convos with friends because Mickey D's is where we could keep it real. All the best nights out and with a bite from Mickey D's as well. A car full of what you want in the Mickey D's drive through is just the right amount of chaos. Mickey D's is the affordable answer to taking the whole fam to dinner while catching up on the latest conversations with family and friends. Everyone's got their own Mickey D's moments. Go and make more delicious memories. Come on, son. Back with more of Come On, Son, the podcast. I'm at Lover, joined by my man, my main man, Dan Small over yes, here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Dan Small in the building. Before we go any further, Dan, we got to send out um, our condolences to Ray Lewis on the loss of Ray Lewis III. Yes. Um, of his son. Um, Deion Sanders is going through something right now where they may have to amputate his foot. You know, they have taken some toes off. Right. So now they're talking about that. The blood clots are still right. happening. My suggestion for Dion is have your life. You rather have a life than than 
have those blood clots travel, give you a Correct. pulmonary embolism, and then you pass away. You still can have a life without a foot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know, you know, he's had it and been making a lot of money using them. So yeah. it's, it might be a little hard, but the reality is, you know, they have a lot of medical, they have a lot of technology now. You can almost. Well, and prosthetics. Know, that's what I'm saying. Like the new yeah. prosthetics. I see them all the time now, and it's becoming normal. Mm -hmm. And the people are wearing shorts with them and everything, too. That's so, right, with whole legs missing and yeah, stuff. So. Yeah, so you're just talking about a foot. Right. So, you know, for Dion, and you're a hell of a coach, man, and you're, you are a hell of a Hall of Flame, Fame football player. Bro, you do not want to have that happen to you. Pulmonary embolism. We just lost my homegirl, Shay Rogers, one of my wife's good friends. Blood clots in the chest she didn't know about. Pulmonary embolism stopped the heart and she died. So you don't want that to happen to you because you have blood clots. So come on, Dion, we need you. So we need you. We yeah, absolutely we, need prime time. Yeah, 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 national treasure. We still need you. Absolutely. So now let's switch gears a little bit, y'all. On come on, son, the podcast. I saw this thing that I wanted to talk about, and these young men ran through the fifty greatest hip hop artists of all time. Yeah. So how yeah. you feel? <laughs> so. We, we you says, can hold that up to the microphone so they can hear the audio. Here we go. Curtis Blow, 49 is too short, 48 is light, 47 is Bun B, 46 is the game, 45 is Pusha T, 44 is Cameron, 43 is Jadakiss, 42 is Slick Rick, 41 is Dupe Fiasco, 40 is Big Boy, 39 is Queen Latifah, 38 is Lil' Kim, 37 is Busta Rhymes, 36 is Q-Tip, 35 is Dr. Dre, 34 Big Pun, 33 Method Man, 32 Common, 31 Ludacris, 30 is 50 Cent, Rick Ross is 29, 28 Black Thought, 27 is Missy Elliott, Ghostface is 26, Future is 25, Jeezy is 24, 23 is T.I., 22 Lauryn Hill, 21 Raekwon the Chef. Number 20 is KRS-One, number 19 is Scarface, number 18 is Big Daddy Kane, number 17 is Nicki Minaj, number 16 is DMX, number 15 is J. Cole, number 14 is Snoop Dogg, number 13 is LL Cool J, number 12 is Rakim, 11 is Ice Cube, 10 is Andre 3000, 9 is Eminem, 8 is Biggie, 7 is Tupac, Kendrick is 6, 5 is Nas, 4 is Wayne, 3 is Drake, 2 is Kanye, 1 is Jay-Z. The greatest 50 hip-hop. Okay, that's their list. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. And the first thing that I said when I heard it was, what is the criteria for anyone? To make that kind of a list. What is your criteria? How did you come to that conclusion that that's your 50 greatest of all time? And what is the criteria? So you told me the criteria was championship rings or classic albums, mm -hmm. impact or influence, lyrics, longevity, commercial success. I mean, that's not a bad list of five criteria to, to 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 judge against it's not i'm not mad the criteria don't bother me okay it's the placement of the mcs that he said that bothers me well let's take into consideration that the young guy the young gentleman who did that list is probably a 90s baby a 2000s baby hush your mouth then i mean he still has it right Hush your mouth. He, no, nah, we can't really say Hush it. Hush your they, fucking they, mouth. Nah, nah, we, cause that's I don't a, know you. Hush so, your mouth. Yeah, but no, nah, we can't really say that, though. I, I, listen, he put not, it out there like it was a definitive list. He but, didn't say this is my list. Yeah, but it goes back to the social media thing. Like, you know. It, that's listen, why I hate it. Nah, I, I, I'm not getting it. I know, we, I know how it pisses you off. But it's no difference than the argument of who's better, Jordan or LeBron? Who's the king? The younger generation is going to go with LeBron. The older generation is going to say Jordan or somebody else. So the same thing in hip-hop. Drake, Drake, Drake would never be on my top 10. No. But I'm also older, so I, I had the privilege of growing up with real MCs and watching it grow. Okay, so if we went down that criteria, his list of, of criteria for Drake, for Drake, does he meet each of these criteria? Of the criteria. Yes. He does meet championship rings. He does meet impact and influence. Yes. He does meet longevity. Yes. And he does, so far, 
and he does meet commercial success. He don't match in lyrics. He's not a lyricist. Yeah, but, uh, but he's he's four out of five. He's absolutely four out four of out five. Four out of five. I mean, I don't think he's a lyricist, but you know, I lyrics is I, a I, huge I, part I, for I, me, Dan. I'm I, sorry, I, bro. I, I debate with my son and younger people every day. For them, simplistic is life for them. So therefore, that's they not, like that's not hip hop. Now, Wayne is on. I think Wayne came in like number three or four. He was. Uh, I think he said he was like five or yeah. Wayne came in pretty high. Yeah, top ten. He definitely top ten. Wayne championship rings. Yes. Absolutely. Impact and influence. <clears throat> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Lyrics. Absolutely. absolutely. Longevity. Absolutely. Ab Commercial success. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, yeah, Wayne absolutely. is Wayne is definitely bro. There. He had. He had, and I think this thing that hurt me too, and nothing against them. Everybody, God bless you on your success. It doesn't mean that we're diminishing your success. He had Ross in front of LL Cool J, bro. He had Ross in front of LL Cool J. That's, you know, that's, that's a reach. He had Future in front of LL Cool J. Championship rings, yes. Impact, influence, okay. Lyrics, No. Not for, not, They're not better than LL. Neither nah, one of them. Nah, not at all. Neither one of longevity LL. Even if LL ain't making hip hop records, his longevity is in embedded. Doubt. Right. He's still around doing other stuff. Right. Right. And his commercial success all across the board. He's been commercially successful. LL's definitely got to be in the top ten. Absolutely. Hip hop artist embodies a lot of stuff, right? But on, only thing I'm gonna say, like I said, I don't agree with his list at all. But I'm assuming he's probably a millennial. I, I think you might assume correctly. So therefore, because he's a millennial, he probably hasn't. He probably went and did some research. He probably heard a few LL records. But he probably don't understand the feeling. You don't understand the impact of LL. Right. You don't, you don't understand the impact of Rakim. You don't understand the impact. You and understand? I, and, I, and I think he probably. Some people fare a lot more in certain categories than in other categories. I think also he gave Jay Z number one because he probably wanted to give Drake number one, but he knew that he would probably get slammed and killed if he had <laughs> said that. But that's why he made Drake two. But I'm no, sure. No, he made Drake three. He made Kanye two. Because, you know, if I argue with my son, he's definitely going to tell me Drake is better than Jay-Z. He's got to be kidding me. I, it's just the error. They, 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 don't, they don't understand reasonable doubt. But what are they going to understand when the next error come along and they try to tell you the same thing? They're going to have the same arguments we're going to have. These are the hardest types <laughs> of lists to ever do. I'd say we leave these things to the experts, bro. I'd say there's experts. Like, I'm watching, I'm going to give you an analogy of it. One yeah. day I'm watching First Take. Mm -hmm. And there's Jay that used to play college basketball that messes. Jay, Jay Williams, Williams. Jay Williams. JJ Reddick. Mm -hmm. Stephen A. Smith are debating about basketball. They're going in, blah, 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 blah. I think JJ Reddick got fed up with Stephen Smith's bloviation, a word that you like to use. And he said to him, you've never played professional basketball. What are you talking about? Right. You don't know the grind. If you have never been in that realm, let some of the best that ever said it make these kind of lists. You don't qualify to make this kind of list. Because I can't rightfully so, being the OG that I am, coming from the era that I come from, I can't leave those cats off the list. I can't leave Jeezy and Rick Ross off the list because that ain't my type of hype. You understand what I'm saying? Right. But you're taking some of these guys that made impacts, super impacts, that opened the door for them guys to make impacts, and you're putting them way on the back burner. And that's what pisses me off about it. I don't even remember if Nas was even on that. Yeah, Nas was, he, he said Nas Too was, far down the line. Na, yeah, Nas was in the top 20. He was in the top 20. Nas should be in the top 10. Definitely should be in the you top 10. You know what 10. makes me mad about a lot of people, and I'm not, I'm not going to go generational, because this is not generational. Okay. This is everything. Just because you don't see it don't mean it's not happening. Say it again. Just because you don't see it does not mean it's not happening. Right. It doesn't. It just because it's not your era doesn't mean that it's not important. And I say this to people that's our age. 
50 or better. That music is important to that generation. Right. You have to sit back, chill, and let them have theirs. They weren't born when Big Daddy Kane was out. Right. They weren't born when Cool G Rap was out. Right. They weren't born. G Rap wasn't on that list at all. At all. That's a problem. Great hip hop artists? G Rap wasn't on that list. Damn. That's my problem with it. You really don't know what you're talking about. If I didn't play and, Pro and Bowl. And Melly Mel wasn't even on that list either. Melly Mel wasn't on that list. That's ridiculous. He wasn't even in the top 50. I mean, sh- Melly Mel is not in the top 50 greatest rappers of all time. Yeah. Something wrong with that, bro. Yeah, Something that, wrong with yeah, that. Yeah. He, did, he, did he mention Slick Rick? I don't think Slick Rick was on that list. I don't think either. Slick Rick was on that list. I would have to go back and listen to it again, but that's what I'm talking about. Yes. There's so many great artists out there. It, there's so many great artists that may not have had. You can't say longevity and say that Rick and them didn't have longevity when they're still doing shows right now. Right. When they're working 250 days a year. If that ain't longevity, your album came out in 83, what's longevity? Right. Because LL don't have a hit album out right now, LL don't matter when you could turn on the TV and see LL every week or NCIS. Right. When LL got Rock the Bells right. every year, and when, when LL got his own radio station of Sirius XM, he does not matter. And he still stays on tour. So so how does he not matter? Right. Once again, that's the millennials. How does he not have a top 10 spot or even higher than that? I would never, ever, Dan, put together a list like that. I am one person out of probably many OGs that will sit in a barbershop and the argument about who's the best rapper of all time will come up. And they always turn to me and ask me because of my background, you on TV raps, whatever, and hip hop, and I always tell them the same thing. They ain't none. Right. Because you can't quantify who the top five are. Yeah. Right. And you can't. It's hard. And it's a conversation that doesn't go nowhere and it'll get you more frustrated. Right. Than, you know, it'll get you more frustrated. But, I mean, you know, People, people we can't predict the future. We can't predict, speaking of the future, future, we can't predict what future's career might fizzle. Right. The next generation is coming in. You say future this, future that, but I just saw something the other day where NBA Youngboy has had more records on the top 100 than future has. Right. Does that mean NBA Youngboy is better than future? There's going to be a next generation. We remember when Jeezy and them cats and T.I., it might be two of them on a show that was doing stadiums. Right. They're doing arenas now. It's a difference. Ah. Beyonce is still doing stadiums. But could you rightfully sit here and say, here's the top 50 greatest female singers of all time? No. Nah. No. MJB is you. Can you? No. Just because you got to go. What's the criteria, right? Pure vocals. Right. You got to go commercial success. Right. Because that's what they're in it for. But if you wipe away some of this stuff and you talk about what the foundation of hip hop was, who was dope on the mic? It's rough, you know, and, and um, it's, 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 it's interesting. Come on, son. Are we done with this 50 greatest hip hop artists of all time? Yeah, man. This, um, that 50 is great, but. Our, our story about, you know, the story's greatest storytelling is way better than their. Yeah, kids. absolutely. <clears throat> so we'll get back to that next week. Yeah, yeah. We'll get back to the. <laughs> <laughs> Just pissing yeah. me off with people that really wasn't in it be talking about it. I man. mean, listen, you know, it's going to be a debate forever. People are going to say what they want to say. Mm. It's great for the topic because it's the 50th year of anniversary, 50th anniversary of hip hop anyway. Right. So it's a great, you know, yeah. debate. It brings people to where to talk about it. Yeah. And the ones who don't know, now maybe they'll take it and they'll go back and they say, what they want to think about so they can come up with their list. Right. It's like saying what's the greatest rap group of all time. That debate could go on. A rap crew. or It, it could go on forever, man. It definitely can't go on forever. No, I was going to bring something. Let's stay there. Let's okay. go. Let's, let's, let's finish that up, and then we'll come back to this another time. Or, or what? Or stay on what? The 50th greatest? I mean, just let's finish out the, uh, you know, this 50th year of hip-hop. Let's yeah. talk about what you did in New York last week. Oh, New York was, was pretty yeah, amazing, man. We didn't really, to summarize it, um... Power and Move, and my homegirl, uh, Mita, Dr. Mita. Power and Music, yep. Yeah, Power and Music, and um, the city council 
Gave me a nice proclamation along yes. with a bunch of other greats. Well deserved. Yeah, thank you. Well, well deserved. Thank you. It felt and, good. And your classmates in that was great. I mean, it was um, Dreads Melly, from Black Sheep, Melly Mel, Melly Mel, DJ Holiday, DJ Hollywood. I mean Hollywood. Sorry, my bad. Um, uh, Houdini, Houdini, um, Pete Rock and CL, Pete Rock and CL, Johnny Nunez, Sha- Shaheen, Shaheen Reed. Shaheem Reed and Johnny Nunez. And Johnny Nunez. Yeah, and Wah from Rough Riders. And Wah from Rough Riders. Oh, my God. Oh, and Andre Harrell, Uptown Records. And Andre Harrell. And Chuck Chillout. And Chuck, Uncle Chuck. Chuck to cut the check. Uncle Chuck. Uncle Chuck was in the building. So we was down to City Hall in New York, and they gave you a proclamation. Your mom was there. Mm -hmm. How'd you feel? Felt wonderful. It, it, it It felt really good. Fab was supposed to be there. But Fab didn't make it for some reason. And Sha Rock was supposed to get her. Sha Rock. She, who I she, was really looking forward to seeing. The first. She missed her flight. Yeah. Sha Rock is the first female rapper on credit that everybody should know. If yeah. you don't know, go look her up. From what I understand, the party, the back to school party that Hurt gave, which is really what they call in the birth of hip hop, Sha Rock was on the mic at that joint. Oh. Yeah. Now, you know who the first male MC was, period, right? Who? Coco LaRock. Coco LaRock. Coco LaRock. I was number that. one. He was the first one. I should have. Yeah. For Coco BX. You should know these I, things. I should have said that. <laughs> That's like me not including G-Rap in that storytelling. He's from Queens and I'm from Queens. My bad. Coco LaRock was the one because they say that Herc's mixing was suspect. So Coco LaRock used to jump on the mic and talk. To keep people from distracted off of Herc's bad mixing. <laughs> That's what they, <laughs> that they say. I wasn't there. Right. It was 70 something. I was, I was in, shit, I was in junior high school. I don't know. I wasn't allowed to be in the Bronx in those days. Shout out to uh, Skip Dillard and Andre over 94 The Block who threw us, who threw Ed a um, congratulation party at the Hard Rock Hotel. Hard Rock Hotel on the New rooftop. And yeah, big up to Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark sponsored that. I like to meet some Maker's Mark. Yes. Maker's Mark, if you want to sponsor this podcast, it's wide open. Right. Yeah. Hey, we'll right now. A, we got a whole We'll thing. throw it up on the right. screen and everything. You be on the screen. We got the tables. Right. You, you can have all of this, baby. You right. We got a lot of real estate maker. right here. A lot of real estate, Maker's Mark. So if you're down for it, we're down for it. Right. But thank you, Maker's Mark, because I do enjoy Maker's Mark, and they did sponsor it. So we appreciate it. Everybody that just came out and... and what else you did while you was in New York? Let's huh? talk about it. Oh, we had a good time in New York. We always... Well, I did um, uh, yeah. Math Hoffa's podcast. There you go. Shout out. Yes. Shout out to Math Hoffa. Thank y'all for having me up in the barbershop. Yo, he's up in the barbershop. Yeah, that was a good time. Good energy in there. That was that, a good time, yeah. man. Then we, we went over to Ricardo's and had dinner. Yo, Ricardo's was good. They got Ricardo's is fantastic. Uh, Ricardo's Harlem, 2nd Avenue. Oh, my God. If you're God. in New York, go see Ricardo's. Oh, Yo, yo it's, I forgot the owner's name, pardon me, but yo, he took care of you. Took care of me nice. Gave me two bottles of Rosette Moet Nectar Imperial. It was very nice to me. Make sure that we was good. We ran into Mike B. Yep. When we was up there, we ran into a- uh, Sugar J. Sugar J. Shout out Sugar J. Sugar J got a story to tell. I got to get Sugar J <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the chair. Yeah. He got a story to tell, man, for real. Yeah. Mike Mike B had a, a birthday, so yeah. happy belated birthday to happy Mike. Happy born day to Mike B. Mike B had a great day in Harlem, him and Groovy Lou on that Sunday. Yep. On Father's, Father's Day. day. Yep. On Father's Day. That was dope, man. So big up to them, man. That was that was that was a wonderful, wonderful trip. And yeah, we gotta go back to New York on the eleventh of July for the, the, the um Yankee concert, the fifty. Okay, of, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't we, miss that. No, we we're gonna be on that stage. Yeah, definitely. That's run DMC, Snoop, Eve. I know Wayne is on that show. I know Ghost is on that show. Everybody. Everybody. Fat Joe's on there. Curtis Blow's Blow's on on there. Remy Ma's on there. Yep. Love Remy Ma, man. Yeah. Um, July 11th, New York City, Bronx, Yankee Stadium. Now, if you did the top 50 female hip-hop artists of all time, going back to what we were talking about, Remy Ma's in my top 10. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Why? One of the real big things with me and females, and even male rappers, What's your pen game like? Yeah, she got a great pen game, but I don't know about longevity. I don't know if she checks She didn't have the, but well, she's on TV and everything else. Uh, so the longevity as, you mean as a hip hop artist? I mean, are we going, are we going. By uh, that criteria? Longevity she misses. So the Lauren Hill. Okay, I feel, I She was in Homeboy's top joints. And he I, didn't really have a lot of women I mean, in there. I didn't like that either, man. Yeah, I mean, MC Light would definitely be. Yeah, Light in there. Yeah, Light, Light in Nikki got to be in there. Yeah. Salt Pepper got to be there. Lauren's in there. Light's in there. Yeah. Remy's in there. So. 
Rhapsody's in there. Yeah. Rod Digger's in there. She might have missed the longevity, but the pen game was pen game was dope. Really stinking. Bahamadia did stinking pen game. Uh, Bahamadia need to be on there. Salt and pepper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like uh, um. Latifah? Latifah. How, do we, how do we even not? Nah, I'm not. I didn't oh, forget Latifah. Okay. No way I'm forgetting Latifah. <laughs> Shout out to Shaquem, man. Yeah, pin games. That's beat. my guy, Shaquem. Yeah, Shaquem come pin. I ain't seen you in a long time, Sha. Yeah. Got a seat for you, bro, because you got a story to tell. You got a bunch of stories you to tell. You got dumb stories to tell. I'm going to reach out to you, Sha. Sha is my man. Big shout out to Shaquem. You know who else I wouldn't mind seeing you have up here? Who? Don Poole. Absolutely. Don Poole got some stories. Dumb stories. Still relevant. It's doing big things in it, yo. Just because you don't see it right. doesn't mean it's not happening. Yeah. What we have managed to do is to pivot and to do different things. So when we see people and people ask me what's up with me and I start telling them what I'm doing, they be like, really? I'm like, yeah, I've been doing stand-up all over the country. Yep. Just because you haven't been to a show don't mean that my stand-up game ain't on point. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Yeah, I think this for the rest of the summer, we're going to take this podcast on the road. Okay. And every time we go on the road, we're going to try to set up and go get everybody. Because, yeah. you know, maybe everybody can't get to the A when we shoot. But maybe we can go set up somewhere because Kedar Massenberg in Miami and Peter Thomas, they probably sure got yeah. that. You know, we could go back to Peter Thomas and talk about um, uh, how, how to be, can I be, be down, down with hip hop. That, that got to be a million stories. The first one was my birthday party. For how can I be down? And guess who was standing right next to me in a lot of those pictures? Tupac. Yep. That's so the a, first one. There's a lot of those stories that we probably can get at that people want to hear you talk about. Yeah. We got Drink Champs in July. Drink Champs is coming up in July. But we got to big up Mav Hoffa for having us. Yes. Got to big him up. And he, and he bought me some Maker's Mark. He, <laughs> he, he damn sure did, right? He had some Maker's Mark. So once again, Maker's Mark, hey. Yeah, he made us feel at home. I mean, yeah, we sat. Y'all, y'all better get it because we're supposed to be going to check out a new whiskey tonight called yep. The Commission, right? Yep, going to check that out so with my man Lou Tucker. Uh, yeah, and Jamel. Jamel Spencer. Jamel Spencer. So it might be sitting up here. So y'all, you, you don't never know. You never know. Well, we had a good time this week just talking about certain things. We're going to come back. Uh, next week, and we're going to continue with the best storytellers of all time. I just wanted to take a break because there were so many things happening. And to the Simmons family, you have my prayers. God can heal your fractured family. It happens. But the bottom line is your family. Never forget that family is way more important than social media. And on that note, Y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about you next week. Be good. If you can't be good, be careful. If you can't be careful, listen to Come On, Son, the podcast. Until the next time we ride together, slide together, and laugh out loud together, Ed Lover, Dan Tanner, saying God bless each and every one of y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning us in and never tuning us out. I give you the good shit and never the bullshit. This is Come On, Son. The podcast. Come on, son. Now get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Later. Come on, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover.